Welcome to the Choice Happens Podcast, where you can choose different, do different, and become the person you say you've always wanted to be. Here's your host, Emily Carpenter. Tembi Becca, welcome to the Choice Happens Podcast. Thanks for being here today. And thanks for having me today, Emily. Yeah, I, I first met you a couple of months ago at a conference that we were at and saw you on stage. And I just remember... I don't remember all the content of it. I just remember your presence and you being this warm and welcoming person and somebody I thought I might like to know. So I'm glad that we're getting this chance to talk finally and tell me about what you're, what you're all about. Awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, for having me here and um, all about, I'm all about a lot of things, but just to get our listeners started today, uh, my name is Tembi, as she said, and I'm originally from Zimbabwe. And about a few years ago, I was uh, investing in real estate and doing all sorts of stuff, but I wasn't feeling aligned to that mission. Mm -hmm. I had this bigger purpose where I wanted to empower women and to help women. So money is never a reason they're stuck in abusive relationships. And because of that, I found myself uh, starting a new journey where I went to Zimbabwe and I realized how many women were still in very uncomfortable situations and how many women were really living beyond um, what we'll call a normal life here because of finances. And so mm -hmm. I decided at that time that I was going to change that. And I started um, uh, teaching women and empowering them there. And that's really what my journey has been. I have now since re relocated to Zimbabwe and I live there and it's, uh, it's been a lovely experience. Wow. So you're from Zimbabwe, but then you, you moved away from Zimbabwe for a time. Yes. I moved to Canada in 2001. Okay. Yep. So you were there about 18, 18 years, 17, 18 years. Yes. I was here 18 years. Boy, was it cold. Uh, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's not the reason why I left. It's such a beautiful country. Canada is such a nice mm -hmm. and warm country. The people are so warm and friendly. I wouldn't really choose any other country if I had a, if I didn't have to go to Zimbabwe that I'll be in Canada right. anytime. So tell me about your decision to leave Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe and go to Canada. And now you've chosen to go back. So I'm interested to hear what that is. I know, I, I know it's to live your purpose, which I think is amazing. And I have so much respect for that. So I'd like to hear about how you came to that purpose and, and what that is for you today. Absolutely. Uh, so what happened in 2001, I got married, I actually in 2000, I got married and, um, that relationship was not what I thought it was going to be. It was very uncomfortable. Mm. A lot of uh, things happened. And so I had to leave th that relationship and that marriage. And living a marriage in Zimbabwe is at that time for me anyways, it wasn't easy because you're expected to stay in a marriage as long as your husband loves you, despite the fact that you are a third wife, which was in my case that. And my mom expected me to stay uh, in this marriage, but I wasn't so comfortable with that i knew that i had a bigger purpose for me at that time i didn't know what eventually mm. i gave birth to my daughter and i thought to myself there is no way i want my daughter to be in this situation where she ends up being in a relationship because she has no money and so i said i'm gonna change that and i'm gonna leave and when i left zimbabwe i had this passion 
like I was just going to change the lives of women in Zimbabwe. I was like, I didn't know this was happening everywhere. In my opinion, it was only happening in Zimbabwe. I'm like, I'm going to change this. I don't want any woman to ever go into a relationship because of money. I want them to do it because they love the person. And so right. I, I left, when I left, I left as a refugee. I didn't have any money. I couldn't even bring my daughter. I couldn't even, if I wanted to, I couldn't even do that. And so I just left, just me and five bucks in my pocket and my little tattered suitcase, uh, boarded mm. a plane to Montreal. Montreal is a very cold place. And so I got there. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it was a shock to the system. And obviously there was the cultural shock and the, the weather shock and everything. But mm -hmm. um, there's something which happened with that with that trip uh, as I was living. I remember inside the plane, I wrote a few le letters. I started this company inside the plane. And this is somebody who only has five bucks. And I just had this big dreams emily i'm like i'm gonna change the world i'm gonna empower <laughs> women and uh, and we're gonna have our own organization at that time i am bitter right i'm writing this from a point of bitterness and i said i'm gonna start an organization mm. and i'm thinking about the names and i said it's gonna be called prominent association of widows divorces and spinsters <laughs> and i'm like okay it sounded okay. like a great name when you're 22 those things kind of sound like great ideas right right yeah sure. i think the the idea was great but the name probably wasn't because it was from mm. a bitterness standpoint and so right. so that was really how i kind of started my journey uh got to montreal started uh, working my first job was at a car wash eventually managed to go to school and i became a registered nurse and then that's kind of how it all started Wow. So you are, you're a registered nurse. And then is that, so what form did that take for you? That can mean a lot of different things. I liked it. I, I liked, I think I've always been that type of person who wants to give back and who is caring. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And so for me, nursing was one, one of those things which really allowed me to give back and to help other people. One thing which really makes me happy is how so when I make somebody happy, that that just mm -hmm. makes my day. So when when I put a smile on somebody's face, it just makes my day, and that's what nursing really does. And however, it was hard because eventually my daughter joined me, and mm -hmm. throughout that process, what I found hard was um trying to juggle the shift work between nursing and, and, and taking care of a kid as a single mom. That was hard. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought, okay. Uh, how can I do this? And and I also still had that idea that I wanted to empower women. So I was sending some money, a lot of money actually back home uh, and, mm -hmm. and helping a lot of people back home. But I, I wasn't really hitting that dent. I was like, this, there must be a way. Maybe if I made a lot of money, I'll solve everybody's problems and, and will eliminate this women abuse thing going on. And so... Um, I, I came across a newspaper. We said, uh, get out of the rate race, invest in real estate. And then I thought, mm. okay, maybe if I started investing in real estate, then I can change more people's lives. And so I started investing in real estate and I just um, uh, bought properties. At that time, it was an easier process to do. I started buying properties uh, uh, one at a time, eventually building my portfolio. And that allowed me more income but it's funny because you always think that i'll make more money and then i'll sponsor more people and the problems will end it right. wasn't until some time that i realized it's not about how much money you give but it's about how 
how you empower them to empower themselves. Because I can give you five million right now. Uh, however, if you don't have that empowerment in you, you're just gonna go gamble it at La in Las Vegas, and then it's gonna be mm. finished. So exactly. I, it's the whole concept of give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I learned that through the process that it wasn't really about the. I needed to empower people. I can't just give people money. I just need to start empowering them. And so uh, uh, I started some projects. I started sponsoring this project. I remember in a remote area in Zimbabwe where I was sponsoring women to weave and to sew and all that stuff. But still, that wasn't really putting a big dent on it. Yes, I was mm. trying, but it was, you know, there's something which I'm saying lately, uh, which is, what I've learned is all these projects which we try to give and to do for African women, like buying them a goat, we are using the 19th century uh, solutions to solve the 21st problem. And that's <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah. I was doing exactly that. And I realized that why am I teaching them how to uh, have a goat or buy them a goat, which is only going to give them re not really milk once a week? Why don't I teach them something that can help them? And so at first I thought, okay, since I've invested in real estate successfully, maybe I'll teach them that. Mm. And I started teaching people how to invest in real estate. But there's something that happens with that is that I noticed that most of these women, most of my students, first of all, were men. Mm. And then I'm like, huh, that's really not why I started this. I wanted to, um, to have women in class. I wanted to have to have women to do this and, and and why is it that it's men and then when i took a trip to zimbabwe i realized the women were not even there yet to start investing in real estate their mindset was not there it's a mindset thing they was mm. the all they wanted to do was to put food on the table to feed their families for me right. to even start thinking of taking somebody to buy a house that was just just above them and this is not every woman in zimbabwe but this is the type of women i was targeting Mm-hmm. And then during that trip also, there's something which came out of that. I met this a story, I heard of a story, actually, I didn't meet her, but I heard of a story of this girl who had committed suicide. I read it in the paper, who had committed suicide and killed her two children. And as I dug mm. deep into the story, I heard that this girl was selling her body and she was just tired doing that. And I was wow. like, oh my God. And, you know, I started feeling so much blame and I said, maybe if I had really acted faster and taken action and started working on my dreams and my goal of this ports thing, the prominent association of women, women, divorcees and spinsters, maybe I would be, I would be better. Maybe I, I would have done that. And I thought, how could I do that? How could I integrate that concept, which was started that fire, which was started in me in 2001 when I was so bitter, uh, yeah. how could I really bring it back and revamp it? And then that's how I came across. I was like, you know what? I probably have to go back and live in that environment. And I, I don't think it's going to be easier for me to try to empower people from Canada because I don't live their life. I don't understand what it's like to be there. Right. And that's, I, yeah, that's when I moved back. Wow. That's, that's very powerful. So you, you've looked at different, I, I love how you're, you said that you, if you had done something sooner, you would be at a different point today. I think everything happens in the time that it's supposed to happen and for the reasons it's supposed to happen. But that idea that you had this idea and you weren't sure how to do it exactly. You just knew the result you wanted to get. 
and just moving forward through that and doing anything you could that you could figure out at the time. And then that progressed back to, you came full circle to this is the idea I originally had. And so I think when people are afraid if their message is going to be important or if they're going to be able to do what they want to do, that there is somebody out there waiting for a solution that you have. And just by living your purpose, you can help people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think we get up in, in a lot of excuses. I think uh, a lot of us end up finding ourselves just giving a lot of excuses for why we can't do stuff. But there's there's so many ways we can uh, we can really change the world if we looked at it at a different perspective of I can't do this and 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 some excuses are genuine and and, and yes there is a right there's a time for everything and sometimes maybe it wasn't the right time but at the same time I do feel that maybe if I had taken action a little bit sooner maybe I would have achieved greatness or success whatever i define success however i define success much sooner and and i would have changed many people's lives much sooner so yeah so there is always that um, that what could i have done if i had tried to do this or to act on this but again mm. maybe the time wasn't right at that time right and you've you had the experiences you've had so you've come to this point where how is it that you're helping women today what is the so what i started doing is i started training women in zimbabwe how to be virtual assistants uh and mm. when i went back actually i didn't even have that as you're saying like things just kind of shape into its own my goal was i'm going to teach them how to do online marketing and hmm. and start and start pro and and start working and selling their products online, but when I got there, I realized, oh my God, we're not even there yet. It's like these are the people who don't even believe anything online. And so for me to try to make them believe that they can sell something online is just going to be a long journey and a long distance altogether. So I yeah. changed all that and I said, you know what? I'm going to just teach them how to be virtual assistants because I have real life examples of women who work for me in Zimbabwe who are my virtual assistants. So I said, you know, mm -hmm. if I can show them that, if I can show them that they can also be virtual assistants, just like these girls and show these girls to them, that could help them. So that's really how my process started. I started with that. And, um, and, and when I started, you know, uh, in that conference, we were together, somebody said, action, clarity comes with progress. I think it was Tuma McLaren. Clarity comes with progress. And I did not have any clarity whatsoever. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to train them. I didn't see how my income was going to come from that. I wasn't sure. I was doing these trips, which I still do, of taking women from North America to Africa uh, on what I call the reignite your purpose and rediscover the lioness within. And so mm. I was like, okay, that's, I guess that's going to be my main income provider. I really wasn't sure how, how I was going to integrate the whole training to my income. Cause for me, it was just about giving back and helping these women. And so it happened that after the, I finished the training, a lot of them who I connected to employers were struggling in their jobs. And I felt that they needed some guidance and some hand to hand uh, help from me. And so that's when I started an agency. I started a visual assistant agency where I decided, you know what, I'm just going to continue supporting them and helping them as they start this life journey. And really, I, I have to say, I'm getting income from that agency because I do charge a little bit and, and keep some for me and for, for the people mm -hmm. who I've hired. But it's just amazing how when you just follow your purpose and to me that's this is so strong when you follow your purpose and follow your passion 
the money just follows. I truly believe that. Uh, you don't have to have a clear idea of how it's going to happen, but clarity comes with progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the way I remember it is clarity comes through action. Yeah, through right? action, so, exactly. Yeah, which which leads to progress. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be acting to be able to or do make, take action for something to happen. If we just sit there and think about things, there's no way for us to have that progress. So it really does come from action, I think. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're training these women to be virtual assistants so they can. So who are they helping? What, what is the typical setup for a virtual assistant that you've trained? How are, and how is it improving their life um, and fulfilling your purpose and your, your mission? So my purpose, basically, I, I shared it earlier when I started, is to empower more women. And we have this tagline in my company, empowered women have choices, empowered women can change the world. And when you mm. look at the trajectory in Africa, um, the women are the ones who really change lives. Like when I look at me being empowered by coming to Canada, the way the ripple effect that had on my family is amazing. And if I had mm. not done that, if I had not come here, that wouldn't have happened. And so I re I've realized that when you empower more women, you just create this ripple effect um, to your family and to your village and to your community such that you uplift everybody. So, these women right now, most of them are very educated. We have people who are doctors, lawyers, different professions, like they are very well-educated people. And they, some of them are not working. And the ones who are working are not getting paid a lot of money. And the money they are getting paid is not enough to sustain themselves by themselves. So my, mm. my purpose, and really, is they get jobs. Uh, just to give you an example, the average salary in Zimbabwe right now is 100 US dollars a month. And this is for a mm. teacher, a well-educated teacher with a degree. And wow. so if I can change that, if I can triple, if I can 10 times, if I can, even if I can double that salary for that person, I would have changed their life and I would have changed the lives of the, their families as well. So we're not only mm -hmm. impacting one person, we're impacting the family. And that's how it is. Most of my women, they work for entrepreneurs, North American-based entrepreneurs. That's who we work with. Uh, mainly the entrepreneurs who are in the launch industry or in the online world, I should say, rather. So people who are launching their products, people who are marketing their products online, people who've got a we website somehow, somewhere that needs to be fixed. We do a lot of website editing, website graphics and all that stuff. So anything mm -hmm. online which can be done, that's really most of my women. Uh, we do tele-summits. If somebody is doing a summit package, we help them with that. And they get paid in 10. This person pays us and then we pay these women. And honestly, I can say they have at least 5x their income. At least. Wow. At least. That's, I mean, that's amazing because you're telling me these women are well-educated. They're doctors and lawyers and teachers and they have, they may or may not be employed in that and what they're educated in, but that's not enough. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're finding other ways um, to make money and to improve their, their lives and their family's life. And I'm sure of that of the community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Zimbabwe is a very educated um, country. One of the emphasis which which the government did, which was really good, was to emphasize us on education. And because we're in a British colony, most of our things are really go go through the British uh, 
Cambridge local examination. So our education system is good. We speak English, which is British aligned English, but we still speak good English. So there is mm -hmm. that education aspect. And when you go there, everybody's either doing a PhD or a master's. They're way more educated than I am. And so, but then you hear what they are earning at their work, regular jobs. You hear how much, mm. how much they get and you hear about their lifestyles. And I remember this lady who shared on our graduation and she was sharing how she quit her job because she was tired of uh, her boss asking for favors, sexual favors from her. Wow. A and, you know, you just start wondering and you're like, oh, my God. So people just stay in these jobs just for that. And, and, and honestly... That's why I started this. That's really why I started this because when I'm changing lives, when I'm when I hear these stories of these girls and hear where they are at, and I think I've shared a story of one of the girls who shared her story about how she had been abused and she was now ready to help other women who had been abused. And when when I share those kind of stories, and and I hear those kind of stories. I am so inspired. So in as much mm -hmm. as it sounds like I'm going to Zimbabwe, I'm this girl who goes to Zimbabwe, left her life in Canada to empower women in Zimbabwe. It's actually not true. I am the one who is now empowered. These hmm. women have empowered me so much. They've made me realize how selfish and, and how self-centered I had been living and how, uh, and, and not that it's a wrong thing, but, but how sometimes we just get caught up with little things, little minute things that don't matter. You yell at your <laughs> son because he didn't pick up his 90s or something like that. Yet there's so much out there, so much to life, which people can can just take. And we, we can just learn so much from the women in Africa. So much we can learn. Mm, that sounds like it for sure. Um, you were talking about that. Uh, your part of your purpose is to help women so that they don't have to stay in an abusive relationship for financial reasons. And that's, I mean, that's worldwide. <laughs> I think that issue, um, but also, also staying in a job from what it's sounding like, because there's, they have to also endure that at work. Yeah. But yeah. 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 And, and you're right. That's worldwide. At first, I just I just thought this was an African thing. But I, <laughs> I realized is, is especially lately with the, what's happening in the U.S., you realize, oh, my God, the Me Too mm -hmm. movement is everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, the Me Too movement is everywhere. The only difference is I have found that um, and I'm not understating what happens in North America uh, because I've lived in North America. But I have found that. In, we have a better choice. We have a choice to live in North America because mm -hmm. we can go and get a job at McDonald's anytime. Not that I'm saying people should go to McDonald's, but there you are a teacher. You can't even get a job at McDonald's. The unemployment rate is 90% in Zimbabwe right now. Actually, I think mm -hmm. it saved 95% the last one I checked. So it's 90 to 95%. So can you wow. imagine where the unemployment, only 5% of the population is employed? Wow. Is that, is that men and women? And is it more for women than it is for men? It's men and women, but I think it's more for men. Uh, uh, the, the number of unemployment is higher for women than it is for men. So mm. more men are employed. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really high rate. Yeah, it's it's so, really sad. I actually looked it up one time just to see the statistics. I think for women it's even higher than like it's just it's just ridiculous. Right. Mm. 
Wow. So there's so much room for helping people. I mean, you, you've only just started, yeah. <laughs> you know, scratching the surface on this. Yeah, I haven't even put it a little dent in it. Honestly, it's there's so much room when you look at it. And it's not just Zimbabwe. I think there's so many mm -hmm. countries out there which are in the same situation, Absolutely. which I'm hoping to reach. But right now, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And, and just like you mentioned, the ripple effect, you doing this is going to inspire someone else to do something somewhere else or even... Even if you had 20 Tembis working on the same issue, it's still, you know, there's still more that can be done. So I think you're inspiring others just every day doing what you're doing, Absolutely. which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what else can you tell me? You have a bunch of different programs that you, that you do. You mentioned the, I'm interested in what this trip is to... Africa to inspire women to live their purpose. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. So what I do is I take uh, women twice a year. Uh, we go on this called uh, Rediscover Your Lioness Within. We go on this 10-day journey uh, with women from North America. And basically, I take them through first of all, I take them through what it's like to be an African woman. And then we go through like this luxurious safari where we go through and see, you know, elephants and lions and everything. But during that safari trip, it's not just a safari of you seeing lions, but it's a safari of seeing how the women in the villages, because we go to the villages during safaris, right. how the women in the villages live, how they thrive among their their purpose and it's really a mastermind where we're digging deep and saying how can you take that what are you taking from it and use it to inspire yourself to inspire your business and what we've noticed is for all the trips i've taken all the women who come back from it either their businesses really increases a lot or yeah. they just come back so much inspired and so much with a new pre fresh perspective because it's so easy to get stuck as i said in our excuses and to feel like you've really reached the limits in your in what you're doing i think it takes that courage to just take mm -hmm. a trip to a different country a country like a third world country and not just go on the nice places when you go to mexico not just go on the beach but just go right. inside and see how other women are living and be inspired and and you know i don't know if you know the story but lyft which is um like uber mm -hmm. lyft actually the guy he says his inspiration came when he took a trip to zimbabwe Hmm. Yeah, it used to be called Zim Ride at first before it was Lyft, which means which yeah. is Zim is a, is a short for for Zimbabwe is mobile ride, Zim Ride. Hmm. And he got that inspiration when he took a trip to Zimbabwe. And it's amazing how much inspiration you can get in your business, how much you can change your business when you take a trip to a third world country. So we go through that. And during that whole process, we go through your purpose. What is your purpose? What is your big why? Uh, what are you really for? Are you living your big why in everything you do? every morning do you look at that do you really are you really inspired by your big why because as long as we're doing business for money we'll never be successful if you want to be successful whether it's financial or impacting other people's lives or whatever your success means to you you have to take yourself outside the money mindset and say mm -hmm. how can i change somebody's lives and how can i live to my true purpose and that's really what this trip is all about, living to I your true it. purpose. And I think so many people are caught up in their life. I mean, I this is me 
some still sometimes, <laughs> you know, you get so <laughs> caught up in the day to day that you don't have a chance to look around and see that, you know, you felt bad or guilty or I, or I forget the wording you use uh, of the life that you were living and you really had to go back to Zimbabwe to really experience that again and be in that because it's hard. You need to get a new perspective. And I think going outside of your comfort zone and really stretching that as far as you can to get is the only way you can really get a new perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and start to understand what your purpose is. And I think if we all just were exactly who we are and lived our purpose, that the world would be a much different place. Oh, no, the world would be changed. It would be changed <laughs> completely. If we all just took a step and said we're going to live our purpose, this world mm -hmm. would be different. And I, and so I really different. can't wait to, to see a time when, and it doesn't have to be all of us, even if 10% of the population could do that. And right, right now, I am pretty sure it's less than 1%. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it seems like there's a shift happening. I think mm -hmm. people are starting to see that that's possible and hearing stories and listening to podcasts like this and your podcast and, you know, hearing different things that give them that hope and that inspiration to be themselves. Yeah, yeah. I hope, mm. yes, it's definitely shifting. And I love, uh, Oprah has been, she just wrote a new book. I haven't put my hands on it yet. I, I bought it. Um, basically, it's all about living your purpose as well. And when you see people like, oh, and she's usually the thought leader in these industries. And so when she goes around sharing that story, I think a lot of people get inspired. So we are definitely right. having a, a positive shift towards that. Yeah, for sure. What is, do you have any tips for people if they're trying to figure out what their passion is or what their purpose is? What are some things someone can do to discover that for, for themselves? I think the, it's a dig deeper, <laughs> yeah, dig deeper process than just mm. something which we could go over the podcast. But I do have a, a free five day video series where I help people who are really looking to break through the purpose, where I take them through what can you do. And I think one of the things which you really can start with is why, what is it that you, you really feel you, you're good at? And what is it that you really feel like when you do to other people or when you do, it just makes you smile and makes you happy because you don't want to be doing something just because starting to build a school in Africa, just because it seems cool. Uh, if that's right. not your purpose, no, I think you really need to dig deeper than that to say, what really is it that I'm here for? And what is it really that I feel like is my true calling? And sometimes it, your true purpose, and this is what I have said, sometimes your purpose doesn't have to be some grandiose thing of helping somebody who's poor. Sometimes your purpose could be just, I, I get so happy and I get so passionate and I get so emotional. And I go through this in this training where I say, you get so emotional by even just seeing a happy couple. You're just so mm -hmm. happy when you see a happy couple. And maybe your purpose is to stop divorces and maybe your purpose is to make people become happy couples, you know, and that could be your purpose. And so you dig deeper into that. And when you have found that, what can I do to make sure I'm living my true purpose every day? Your purpose doesn't have to be your day job. Your purpose doesn't have to be what you're doing right now. Right. 
you can align those together, but it doesn't have to be that. So if my day job is, for example, registered nurse and my big purpose is to empower an African woman, I can align that together, but I don't have to stop being a registered nurse so that I can start empowering African women. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's really where people kind of get confused about it, that they start trying to do their purpose with their job and, and right. trying to make, to make their job be their purpose. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. It doesn't have to be like, it's nice when they match up, but it's it doesn't, not exactly. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. And it can be something that evolves over time. So you don't have to quit your job to go live your perfect purpose. You just do the things that you can right in front of you yeah. that lead you to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the story my dad used to tell about a man that worked in a, in a cafe, in a restaurant. And my dad would go in there at lunchtime, go get his lunch. And all the man did all day was scoop. He would take a scoop of food and put it on plates, but he did it with such flair and he was happy about it. You know, some people might just, take the food and slop it on there with a scowl on their face. But this man did it and he was happy and he had a rhythm to it. And it was what he, it was his job and he made the best of it. And I don't know, he could have been doing anything outside of that. That was his purpose. It didn't matter what his job was. He was happy because he was doing something that was helping other people. Exactly. Even the smallest thing is helpful and it makes a difference. Exactly. And when you give a smile, when you give someone food, it's a whole lot different than the energy that goes into hating your job and wishing you weren't here. <laughs> so yeah, I'll never forget that story. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I love that story. Do whatever you're doing with love and purpose. I remember when I was a richest at Ness because at that time, and, and your purpose can change. I, I don't think mm -hmm. uh, purpose is something which you're stuck with for life. I think it changes as you grow. Once I have empowered women, I'm not going to start keep trying to empower more women. Once I feel like I have, empowered a lot of women uh, or empowered every woman out there hopefully that happens <laughs> yeah but mm -hmm. but you it can change it can shift when i first started really my purpose was just to put food on the table for my children even though i did have this bigger purpose at the back of my mind i couldn't i couldn't achieve it at that time because my priority at that time was to spend more time with my children right mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's okay to shift that it shifts and that it should, and you should be able to look at that and, and always be aware of what is it that I should be doing right now. That's going to give me fulfillment, help other people and then shift as those things shift with inside you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tembi, I've enjoyed speaking with you. I'm wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to share that maybe we haven't covered yet. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing talking to you too. Um, so what I would say is that if you would like to kind of just go deeper into your purpose, I do have a gift. Uh, we'll try to put the link right below, but I believe it's mm -hmm. called um, com slash five days. I believe that's the link and you can just go and grab that gift. Or even if you go to my website, shipbreakthrough.com, there's a link for five days to your, uh, to your business breakthrough and we help you with the five days where I'm showing and teaching you about how you can connect with your purpose. And that's really I what it. I could say, uh, I could give to your audience. I'll give you the link so you can put it down below your show notes. Yeah, I'll definitely make sure I've put that in show notes. Yeah. Thank you. And then, um, 
for those of you who are listening today, I just want to say, go out there and just figure out what your calling is, why you are here on this earth, because we are not just here to eat food and go to bed. We're here <laughs> for something bigger. So what are you here for? Go out there, dream it, and go achieve success and 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 even make more money so that you can really invest in your purpose. Uh, I like to use an example of Stu McLaren, who basically what he does during the day is not the same as what his purpose is. His purpose is to build schools in Africa, but what he does during the day, he makes more money and then he builds schools in Africa using that money. So mm. go make more money so that you can do that and follow your purpose and passion. And Stu is, Stu is making a difference in a lot of people's lives Absolutely. as he, not just schools in Africa, but uh, uh, empowering a lot of people to live their purpose. I think that's, you know, what a lot of us are, are, are trying and, I love that we all have different approaches and hopefully everyone gets the message that they need to live their own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Emily, today. Thank you, Tambi. Thanks for listening to the Choice Happens podcast. For more inspiration, go to choicehappens.com. Until next time, think, choose, do, be awesome.